Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Are you looking for a better and healthier pick-me-up during your day or before your workout? Give Neon Energy Drink a try. Neon provides a boost but without that unwanted crash and is formulated with natural sugars from 24% fruit juice concentrate, over 100% of six essential recommended B vitamins, and caffeine that is produced by natural green tea extract. So get a better boost from Neon Energy Drink today. Go to saradonafrio.bodybybye.com and enter promo code 3941356 to place your order. Hey, this is Kevin Kelly, the voice of Ring of Honor Wrestling, and you are listening to Three Count Thursday. You got it? Three Count Thursday. Make it happen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Count Thursday live here on NGSCSports.com. It is Thursday, October 15th, halfway through the month of October, and we are here, like I said, live. Uh, reminder, reminder about NGSCSports.com. We never stop. This is the site for all of the shows, all of the written content, and much, much more. Some of the best stuff on the web can be found there. You can also find all the uh, audio shows on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app by searching NGSC on those apps. You can also uh, find us directly at NGSCSports.com slash the number three dash count dash Thursday. We're also a part of WrestlingInformant247.com. Check it out, WrestlingInformant247.com. You can podcast our show directly by searching Three Count Thursday in your podcast store. It is always the number three. It is never the word three. So Three Count Thursday in your podcast store, whether you're on iTunes or Android, it does not matter. Also, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday, Twitter and Instagram at Three Count Thursday. Make sure you check out the Instagram page and our Woman of the Week over there. Uh, if you want to call into the show tonight, uh, once we get through our interview, which we'll get to in just a couple of minutes, you can do that by calling 724-444-7444. Use the uh, call ID 135138. And last but not least, make sure you check out Booster.com slash the number 3CT. That is Booster.com slash 3CT. And uh, check out our shirts. They are for sale for, for until the end of the month, until October 31st. Um, and so make sure you check those out. Get them now while you can. 
Booster.com slash the number three CT. Ryan, you are back from vacation, buddy. Welcome in. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's hard to even call it a vacation. It was uh, an extended weekend, but uh, went way, way too fast, like they always do. Glad to be back. I'm real excited, actually, to uh, be back in here. We were, we were going over our next our next month's worth of shows, um, and boy, we're just loaded. Yeah. Plus, we had we've had a long time off between uh, LCW shows. Um, they they were in the beginning of of September. They're at the end of October this this month. So I think six weeks off from LCW. Um, Legacy's coming to an end. So that's going to be back in here in December. We have uh, PWE coming up in November. Uh, so so we are took a took, took a little break, I guess, from the independent wrestling scene just because there wasn't a whole lot going on around here. Everybody, we we kind of gathered our breath, so we're going to hit it real hard for the end of the year. Plus, the interviews we have scheduled on the podcast coming up is just stacked. Yes, we have the voice of uh, Excellence Pro Wrestling, Tim Taylor. He's going to be on with us in just a few minutes. Not, not the Tool not Man. Not Tim the Toolman Taylor, no. which you can find him on Twitter at not the Tool Man. Kudos for him for that. Yeah, that Very that smart. is fantastic. Um, and we'll we'll you know get to touch on that as well with him here. Uh, but next week we have the wrestler of the millennium, Louis G. Rich, joining us on the show. Two weeks from tonight, on October 29th, we have. Uh, Referee Larry Peace, he, that guy's all over the place. We've seen him at Legacy. We've seen him um, a while back at LCW. He works down at Right Coast Pro. He's done work with Chikara. I mean, the guy's all over the place. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he refs for excellence. Um, That's what we'll have to ask him I about think he that. does. We'll have Tim's to ask him. For sure. And then on November 3rd, um, to help kind of uh, – is this to help kind of preview the, the PWE show? This would be – the what was that? The, Shane Strickland. Yeah, this would be heading into uh, heading into PWE. Yeah. yeah, we have Shane Strickland. Shane Swerve Strickland will be joining us on November the third. We have some probably cool November things. the fifth. What's that? Probably November the fifth. November the fifth. You are right. Yes. November the third is a Tuesday. Correct. So we'll have him on the when I have two shows, Ryan. I get my date screwed up. It's all right. I was just correcting you. Nothing wrong. Okay. Ryan's back. Uh oh, dick alert. <laughs> but yes, no November the fifth we have uh Shane Strickland. And then also at the end of the month uh, of November, towards the end of the month, uh, the Monday of Thanksgiving week, uh Ryan and I will be going down uh to near Asbury Park, New Jersey. We're going to be uh recording uh an episode on uh, a guest spot on uh PBR podcast. Uh you can check them out on Twitter at PBR Pod. Tell them that we sent you. Uh, you know, follow them. Let them know that we sent you and that you're excited for uh, for our uh, episode when it does air. We'll Jim, pull, we'll... I'm excited for that. What what does PBR stand for? It it used to stand for Pizza Beer Revolution. They they kind of rebranded themselves oh, no. a little bit. It, it's it's. Um... Can I still eat pizza and drink beer while I'm on the show? Sure. And I'm. Um, very, very excited for the it. PBR podcast. It's all about revolutions. No matter what industry you're in, it's all about the revolution. That's what they're big on. So check them out. They they have a great um they have they they have a great number of episodes up there. Great guests. Um, we're honored that we um that we are a part going to be a part of that show. 
And um, stay tuned. Like I said, it's going to be the end of November. We're going down there, and we will post everything about when that, when that show is going to air. But the easiest way to not miss it is to follow at PBR Pod on Twitter, and then also subscribe to their podcast, PBR Podcast, so you never miss one. And then when ours airs, you won't miss it as well. You, you won't be an idiot like Ryan and, and know that they rebranded themselves. It's okay. It's all right. And, the shame, and I actually just tuned in the other day to it. I didn't even pick up on it. That's a shame. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Asbury Park. That's Bam Bam Bigelow territory, the, right? The the home of, yeah. Of, of, Maybe of, we'll shave our heads and get head tattoos while we're down there. Uh, you can do that. Um, I guess that'll be your penalty for going on vacation last week. That'll be it. All right. We've had enough jibber-jabber here. Let's get to our guest. He's been waiting patiently uh, on the line as we ramble on for the last eight minutes. Uh, he is, again, not the tool man. Tim Taylor, voice of excellence pro wrestling. Tim, welcome into the show. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, first off, greatest name, and I love that your Twitter handle is at not the tool man. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Uh, the first thing we like to do, Tim, for, for people that don't know you or not sure who you are and, and uh, just give us a little bit of background about yourself, background, you know, before you got into being a part of the wrestling business. You know, were you a fan of it growing up? Who were some of your favorite wrestlers? And uh, we know you're the voice of Excellence Pro, but did you want to be a pro wrestler when you were growing up? Um, I think everyone, uh, whether, if you were a fan at any point in time, you've always wanted to be a wrestler. But as Jim Ross said, I wasn't gifted with an athlete's body, but I knew how to talk. Um, I've, I've been involved, uh, before getting into the wrestling business, I had uh, about five years' worth of radio experience uh, down in the Virginia Beach, Virginia area uh, before com- making the way up north to uh, here in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, I've always been a wrestling fan, though, as far as back as I can remember. Uh, three of the most influential wrestlers I ever watched, and they're still my favorites today. I will, I will pay good prime top dollar to see The Undertaker, The Great Muda, or Sting on any card, period. Uh, whether it's then, now, or forever, I will always be true to those three. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just as long as I can remember, I've always been a fan. I've loved it, and I don't think I ever will stop. Now, a lot of people, I think, would say Undertaker is, is being influential with Sting. Now, the Great Muda kind of caught me off guard. Was that from him in Japan or, or his time spent in WCW? Um, I know you're you're pretty close to our age. So uh, my kind of first remembrance of, of Muda would have been out of WCW. Yeah, I was a Turner South kid. Uh, watched a lot of WCW. Saturday nights at 6.05, I was glued in front of my TV for WCW Saturday night. By the way, I don't know if we have any connections with WWE Network, but if we do, I would love for you to put WCW Saturday night on. Period. Forget Nitro, forget Thunder. I want WCW Saturday night on the network. At, at all times. Um, as an aside, though, the Great Muda, my first wrestling memory is Starcade 92, 
where Muda faced Masahiro Chono for the title, loses, and then wins Battle Bowl. Um, I was like, it's so awesome. He, he loses the title shot and then goes in the next match, wins Battle Bowl. And I was, I was just smitten with the great Muda since, since that moment. Now, Tim, what the... So you move up from Virginia. What made you want to get into the wrestling business as a commentator? Obviously, you said you were a fan, but um, what really made you want to, you know, get behind the commentator's table, uh, be a commentator? Um, it's kind of one of the, it's kind of the expression that um, those who can't teach. Um, so in, in the wrestling business, if you can't wrestle it's always good to find the the way in and commentary was was my avenue. I've always enjoyed all the great commentators, um, the great commentary teams, you know, with uh Gorilla and Bobby and Gorilla and Jesse Ventura and even the WCW tandems. I, I love Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body. So I always had an an interest in the in the commentary aspect of wrestling, but just by happenstance, you know, I moved to Pennsylvania not too long. I get uh, in contact with uh, Mr. Edgar Excellence, well, his handler, but uh, with Edgar Excellence, and uh, they had an opportunity, and I had the uh, will and the passion to do it. And I've been doing it ever since uh, June of last year. So a little over a year for me, uh, calling what I love. All right. And that would be for Excellence Pro, correct? That is correct. So ultimately, you guys got hooked up. It was just kind of happenstance. They had the need, and you had a voice. Exactly. And you can't pay me to shut up. So I'll just, hey, you want to give me a mic? I'll call. We'll uh, we'll do just fine together. Now, um, so that's, that's your work with Excellence. Are there any other companies uh, that you currently work for or work with? Not currently, but if you're looking for a commentator, find me on Twitter, at Man. I am available. All right. Um, so, Tim, let's tell us about Excellence Pro Wrestling. Um, we've never actually been to a show. Um, so, so kind of take us through what excellence is, um, some of the wrestling talent that is there. Absolutely. If you haven't been to an excellence pro show, uh, you're, you're definitely missing out on, on a real treat. Our roster is a really nice mix of the stars that you've come to know and, and see from the Chikara Pro, as well as uh, incorporating some superstars from the House of Glory promotion, the the amazing Red and Brian XL school in New York, as well as uh, from the Wild Samoan school. Um, Very good mix of young, hungry talent with a couple of uh, veterans in the locker room to uh, keep... uh, Keep everything level-headed. Guys you recognize, former Jakar Grand Champion, Icarus, current Jakar Grand Champion, Hallow Wicked, um, and some names you've probably never heard of, but you will soon. 
in Cash Flow Ken Broadway, uh, the tandem of One Night Only, Anthony Gangone and Mark Quinn, and the current House of Glory champion, uh, the psycho Superman Smiley. There's a ton of great talent. It's definitely worth making the trip to Sellersville, Pennsylvania, every second Saturday um, at the Forest Lodge in Sellersville. All right, now uh, I know you're you're doing some videos um, with excellence. I, I know they're YouTube. I forget what you call them. I, I know you did uh, one with the with the four. Yes, that is uh, my personal interview show. That uh, it's called Act. It's called what? One more time. Act. Okay, and, and where can we find that to watch that? Oh, that is definitely on YouTube. You can uh, search for YouTube. Uh, search for Not the Toolman. Uh, all of the tapped episodes are there. I've, I've been able to sit down with a couple of the stars from Excellence Pro, um, consistently putting stuff up. Uh, not every week, but about every other week. Um, we actually will have an episode coming up this Tuesday with uh, the aforementioned uh, rogue, Anthony Diego. Okay, and are they dropping every Wednesday then? or it's, it's, a, it's every other Tuesday. Every, okay, Tuesdays. And, um, and one, I guess one final question about excellence. Uh, what are some of the, the mainstream stars that you guys have brought in there um, as, as special guests or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. We... Uh, Excellence Professional Wrestling has only been around for about two years, but we're slowly growing and becoming a, a hot spot for uh, wrestling stars across um, both independent and also mainstream. We've had TNA superstar Robbie E, uh, former CCW World Heavyweight Champion Black Jeans, uh, international superstar Ricochet, uh, third generation superstar Tessa Blanchard. And we've had just recently at the October 10th show, Check Please, we had Chris Jericho's favorite wrestler, Cheeseburger. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, you know, we get we get around to, to some of the, the local indie shows around here. Uh, obviously, we work for LCW. We, we've been to Legacy. you got PWE starting up. And, and there's plenty more. I mean, if you look around, there's plenty more uh, to go to. Um, what what shows, if any, do, do you attend, and uh, who do you think, in, in your opinion, would do you think is the greatest indie wrestler that is a, a kind of a mainstay in the Central PA area? Ooh, that's that's a really good question. Um, honestly, it, I've only been here a couple couple of years in Pennsylvania, so I'm not as versed in the. In the indie wrestling here in uh, the central PA area, but I am well-versed in independent wrestling as a whole. Um, as far as central PA goes, there's one guy who um, actually was, I believe he was at the very first um, legacy event, and he is a wrestler out of Boyertown. He will be celebrating his 13th year in the wrestling business. Uh, that is the Grand Akuma. Uh, he is he is matched with a vengeance, tearing up the ring wherever he can go. 
the Grand Akuma, I would say, right now, he he's a house of fire. I, I will take Grand Akuma any day. He is a, is a star that you can also see at Excellence Pro. Yeah, he uh, actually wasn't the very first legacy show. Uh, wrestled actually one of Big Jim's favorite local indie stars. Um, the Hungarian the hero. Hungarian hero, Laszlo Right, yes. So, really, really good match. That was a false count anyway or a street fight or something like that. It was a really, really fun match to watch. Uh, and now I'm going to have to go home and watch the Legacy DVD. <laughs> this was exactly what's going to happen. Um, Tim, uh, what else do you want to talk about with Excellence Pro? We're going to transition away from that, some of the questions that we have set for you, um, more to, like, main roster, WWE, Ring of Honor, TNA stuff. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I, about Excellence Pro, I do. It, it would it would behoove me in a great way to uh, to to mention that we do have our final event of the 2015 campaign coming up on November the 14th in Sellersville at the Forest Lodge VFW. Um, you can find all the information at excellenceprofessionalwrestling.com or on our Twitter at excellencepw, also on Facebook. Uh, the event is entitled 20% Gratuity. All of our events over the uh, 2015 year have dealt with a dinner. We started off with reservations for two as we celebrated our paper anniversary. We went through some appetizers and some main courses, had a little bit of tiramisu, asked for the check, please, and now we're asking for the 20% Gratuity. And I, before getting on here, I had to make sure that I reached out to uh, Edgar Excellence. And I, I asked Edgar, I pleaded, he had, he's very tight-lipped with a lot of the news and updates on the show. But I was able to get a couple of pieces of information from him, including, a, yes? You still there? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying we've got some breaking news. I was excited for that. Oh yes, yes, we do. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. Oh no, it is all good. I, I, I didn't know if we had any technical issues or anything. Nope. No, I'm um, sorry. Let's hear it. No, we're good. Making their excellent professional wrestling debut as a team traveled the world over. Oberion and Kodama, the Batiri. They will be making their excellent professional wrestling debut. You've seen them in Chikara. You've seen them probably across the Northeast and all across. They will be taking on our undefeated tandem of one night only. That should be a can't-miss tag team bout. Also, two former Chikara Grand Champions collide as the Nightmare Warrior Howl Wicked will be taking on the Winged Ring Warrior Icarus. And also, we'll have something we'll tell more about in the coming weeks, but look for the Turkey Tumbler, a, a specialty match designed to help aid some of our uh, excellent professional wrestling stars earn their 10 wins in order to qualify for the Excellence Championship Series to become the first ever Excellence Professional Wrestling Champion. It's going to be a great night. Please make sure, try to mark it down on your calendars. The second Saturday in November, November the 14th in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. It's right outside of Quakertown. If you've ever been to the Q Mart, it's not too far from there. Front row tickets, $20. General admission, 15 
Children under 12 are free with a paying adult. You do not want to miss our closing event for the 2015 campaign, 20% gratuity. That that sounds awesome. That sounds like a, like a like very cool stuff, and, and we definitely um, appreciate you being able to break some news uh, on the show here tonight. It's always exciting for us when when news gets to be broken right oh, here on, on Three Count Thursday. So so very very cool. Um, I actually just caught a video of you. Hallow Wicked didn't seem very happy with you. He's uh, a scary just, pumpkin-faced man. I'll tell you, he is uh, he's very intimidating. I don't know what he said to me, um, but I don't want to find out what he said to me. Um, it wasn't English. Is, no, I don't even know what it was. I think it was some dead language that he, he spoke, and <laughs> it, it sent shivers up and down my spine. You, did, you didn't look too thrilled. You, you went in there, I think, with good intent. I did. I just, I just wanted to ask him a question. I, I believe in my heart of hearts that Bobby Heenan opened a – a school for broadcast journalism, I would have uh, graduated summa cum laude. But that never happened, and I ended up having to buy the T-shirt. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to ask a simple question. He is, he's, he's a very scary, scary man with a ton of talent. He, if you've never seen How the Wicked Wrestle, do yourself a favor. Find a match for all of them. And just watch. He's worth the price of admission. Awesome. Let us know one more time where we can follow anything Excellence Pro. Uh, give us their social media sites. Absolutely. You can find us on Facebook at Excellence Professional Wrestling. You can also follow follow the short-haired heir of excellence himself, Edgar Excellence, uh, at uh, facebook.com slash excellencepw. You can also use that same last attachment for Twitter at ExcellencePW. And, of course, our website where all of our news, results, and more get posted at ExcellenceProfessionalWrestling.com. Also there is a link to where our DVDs are held, courtesy of SmartMark Video. Uh, All of our events dating back from the inaugural brawl back in 2014 up until our September event, Tiramisu, all there for you, either by video on demand or MP4 via SmartMark Video. All right, very cool. They, yeah, SmartMark Video does great, great work. Uh, we've seen some different things that they've done, and they do very good stuff. So let, let's transition out of the Excellence Pro a little bit. Let's just talk a little bit, a little bit more just in the in the general world of professional professional wrestling with you. Um, now, just so we know and, and, and gauge where you're at with the world of wrestling i mean what what do you watch what do you absorb on a on a regular basis wwe tna ring of honor nxt you know what does not the tool man uh tune into i watch a little bit of everything i definitely follow the current wwe product uh including nxt um i follow ring of honor and i'm i'm trying to follow uh, the uh, the new uh, TNA World Championship Tournament or World Title Series. Um, so I, I I try to keep my my finger on the pulse of of the television side of, of professional wrestling. I feel like I feel like we've always struggled and we talk about it. Um, and we're going to get to this question a little bit later for you. Um, 
we're all we're we're really big Ethan Carter fans, EC three fans. Uh, in fact, I've gone on record saying I think he's probably the best heel in the business right now. I, I think he's very marketable. Um, it's a shame that it's on such a small market like TNA. I'd love to see what he could do um, as a main star on on a WWE or how he would come across in NXT um, if they kept the EC three gimmick and not send him back to a Derek Bateman gimmick or anything like that. But tough to be a TNA fan anymore. It feels. I know it, it's it's a, it's a shame. There's there's a lot of really good talent that's still there competing on a regular basis. It's just it, it's tough with the the starting and restarting and and the the creative changes that they've made. Um, the in ring product is is not bad. Um, I, I am very interested in seeing where the world title series goes. Um, and now that Billy Corgan is kind of is involved in the uh, creative aspects of uh, TNA, I'm really interested to see uh, where things are headed with them. Yeah, I, Matt and I talked about it last week here on the show. And the, the, it, like you said, the in-ring work, and, and Ryan and I have talked about it. You know, we've, we've watched some of their shows, pay-per-views. The, the in-ring product really is pretty good, but they almost seem to make things way too complicated. And as Matt and I were breaking down this tournament, and I'm not the only one. Like, I, I listen to – I'm lucky I work at a job where, you know, I can, I can have an iPod and I can listen to a podcast while I work all day. And kind of Right the, there with it, you, brother. Yeah, man. Like, the, un, the overwhelming um, uh, response to this tournament with, with a lot of these ones that I listen to – is, you know, you're talking about this round robin and points, and it just, and I guess it kind of makes sense because they do so much TV tapings at one time, they can they can keep up with the continuity. But as a fan, it seems very daunting to me to try and keep track of that. It just seems very complicated. I know it's an interesting concept, and, and sometimes we harp on the WWE for not being original and just kind of recycling the same old stuff which tna certainly is not doing here but it's almost like they've gone too far to the other side i i want to disagree with you it is it too daunting for when the world cup happens every four years and we can't keep track of that i mean it's it's a it's a round robin that's based upon the world cup um where you have your block stage and the two top from each block advance to the round of 16 where it's a, an elimination round and, you know, the, the tournament progresses that way. I think it, the wrestling fans sometimes get a bad rep that we have to have everything very simple. And it's what you see is what you get. I really think that the fans, like the general wrestling population, they can handle something like a a 32-person round-robin. Think of it this way. It's eight four-man tournaments that are happening at the same time. Is that any easier? Like, I'm I'm all for creativity. I I, I love it. I'm I'm very interested to see where that heads. Yeah, it it definitely should be an interesting thing. And and it's definitely, I mean, it's an interesting concept, nonetheless. I mean, it's something that you have to at least give them credit when they went to the six-sided ring, Ryan and I gave him credit because 
for so long they felt like WWE light. And like exactly. most light beers, you know, for like most light beers, WWE light just did not cut it. So they go to a right. six-sided ring, it's different. Uh, their lighting, different. Um, you know, and now this. You know, because when, when you're in the WWE, how do you determine a vacant title? You either have a battle royal or just a straight tournament, you know, single elimination, eight-person eight tournament. So TNA takes that and, and takes the World Cup and, and makes it in there. So that's a, you actually bring up some really good points there that, you know, maybe sometimes we almost become in this safe world as wrestling fans and just say, you know, I, 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 want, it, I want it the way I've always had it, just presented right. to me a little bit differently. Like, this time, put a little more spice in the mashed potatoes, but I still like the potatoes mashed. Where TNA is right. like, this is how I'm doing the potatoes. Jim, we know you like the mashed potatoes. I do love the mashed potatoes. I, I, had, some, I, I had some tonight. That's why I brought up mashed potatoes. I had some for lunch. <laughs> awesome. Right along with the excellence of the mashed potatoes. Um, to answer the initial question, uh, you likened it to the, the World Cup, and, and I think Jim and I maybe have watched a total of 10 minutes of soccer in our entire lives. So the World Cup analogy didn't set well once you broke it down. <laughs> I guess the 18 mini tournaments, that, that, I, I, I get it. I really do. Um, I just hope people don't get bored with it and, and that we can – I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of how NXT handled the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament. I would have much rather watched every match of that tournament and it go on another week or two on TV. Um, I understand it had to wrap up at, at, the, at the TakeOver event, but I'd have much rather seen some of the ones that they just kind of short and, and then showed us a clip of, um, watched those matches with some of the less, lesser-known talents in uh, NXT. But that was just my uh, personal preference on that. Um, breaking into NXT, let's talk about NXT a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts currently on NXT? And from that, how important is the Divas Revolution that came really out of NXT? How important do you see that being in the world of professional wrestling today? It's it's pivotal. Um, the it, the dirty little secret that a lot of independent wrestling fans knew that there was actually women who could wrestle and, and put on high caliber matches is now in the mainstream, you know, thanks to for however you view them, for Sasha and for Charlotte and for Becky and for Bailey um, and even Paige and Natalia and Emma, um, you know, those, those girls are really, really the, the first and second class to, to really make the Divas Revolution something special. I mean, there's there's women's wrestlers everywhere right now that are just seeing so much good exposure. Um, one name that I can come to mind that's in the independent scene right now that performs for Excellence Professional Wrestling, Diana Perrazzo. She's making her rounds across uh, the Northeast. I believe she'll be headed down here soon uh, for, for an event. Um, but just women's wrestling in general, the Divas Revolution is something really special. Um, it's something that I feel has kind of been spawned from the impact that Ronda Rousey had with the UFC. Um, piggybacking off of that and, you know, seeing a, a strong, beautiful female 
who can legitimately fight and be dominant now carrying over to the WWE where the the definition of diva was sexy, powerful, and smart. You know, now it's like these girls can go. Um, and it, it's just going to continue to go uphill from there now in NXT with, with Emma being back in NXT plus the signing of uh, Asuka. And I'm very interested to see where Nia Jax fits in and a lot of other girls in NXT. I mean, we are all huge, huge women wrestling fans. Um, in fact, Matt, our uh, third guy in Three Count Thursday, runs our Woman of the Week campaign over on Instagram, where a few weeks ago we actually featured Deanna Perrazzo as our Woman of the Week. Um, so great to hear you bring her up. And I know she did a lot of work um, with Excellence Pro. We actually caught her wrestling. Um, Mandy Leone. Mandy Leone, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, at the, yeah. at LCW next weekend, it is Mandy, Mandy Diana, and uh, LCW women's champion Jordan Grace in a triple threat for the women's title. That should be great. It should. It absolutely should be. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's great to hear your take on what women's wrestling is. And I'm glad you said it. A lot of independent fans already knew that women can go and have really, really good matches. Um, and it's about time the main rosters, you know, caught on with it. And I think TNA kind of always excelled with their knockouts. Um, not so much anymore. It's hard right. to catch some good knockout matches. And that's not to knock what they're doing with the dollhouse and things like that. Mia is a fantastic talent. Uh, I just don't think they're utilizing the women that they have properly as knockouts. Um, and, and just what NXT is doing is setting the world on fire with yeah. um with with women's wrestling. I would before before we go on, I really think that the secret weapon it's the weapon that nobody of course some fans know. But the secret weapon is uh Sarah Del Rey, uh who is the number two trainer in NXT, who was originally the head trainer for all the women in NXT, who's now the number two in command underneath uh, Jason Alberts um, as the, the head trainer of NXT. She, if, if you're a fan of independent wrestling, you know who Sarah Del Rey is. Uh, if you've watched any Shimmer or any Jakara or, or any women's wrestling in the early to mid-2000s, Sarah Del Rey is a name that pops up. She was right in there in the thick of it with Mischief and Cheerleader Melissa and, you know, Lefisto and, and all of those. So it's like Sarah Del Rey it, being a part of the NXT, you, if you watch the NXT Respect event, at the end of the Iron Woman match, she was standing right there on the side of Triple H waiting for Sasha to come back up the ramp. She is super influential in teaching women uh, how to wrestle not like women, but like wrestlers, and it's super influential. 
it sounds like they need to put her in the main roster a little bit too. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we, we we talked a little bit there. You know, we were touching on that Iron Woman match, um, and and I know Ryan, you weren't here last week, so you didn't get a chance to talk about it. NXT Takeover Respect was was now um, a little over a week ago. Just an absolute, um, it's absolutely amazing show. Once again, it, it seems like every time, and I said it last week. Every time NXT has one of these special events, it, it, it blows me away how good they are at putting those on. And, and I don't know if it, you know, it ha- I mean, some of it has to be attributed to the work they're doing, obviously, at the Performance Center with, with Jason Albert and Sarah Del Rey. But I can only imagine, like, you know, we've all seen, like, on on. Uh, ECW documentaries or beyond the mat. We've all seen like the Paul Heyman pep talks before big shows. I can only imagine that, that Triple H is probably giving the, the, the locker room some sort of go get them at, at some point, maybe not right before, but at some point, you know, that like that's his baby. That's his, that's his thing. And you, just the way he is, he's so intense. You think he has to be going out in there and do that. Just overall, you guys, what were your overall assessments before we talk about some of the uh, matches on the card? Overall assessment on NXT Takeover Respect. Tim, I'll let you go first. Oh, I thought it sure. was spectacular. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, I said Tim, but Jim, you can go ahead. All right, no, go ahead. You're Jim. the host. You're, I don't want to step on anybody's stuff. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I pretty much said. I think we know how I feel. Tim, go ahead. Absolutely. The the one thing I always love about the NXT shows is they look different. They feel different. They don't, even though they're still in full sale, it looks different. It's not like the WWE product where your pay-per-view set looks like your raw set. Um, it, it's very, it, it looks, it feels different. It, speaking to the Triple H pep talk, you're talking about if you go to the WWE Network, there's the WWE 24 series where they talk about NXT Brooklyn um, and hype that up. And you see Triple H give the we sold out the Barclays Center mm-hmm. speech. Like, originally they were just going to be like, they were just going to hope that they were going to sell 4,000 seats. And then 4,000 turned to 6,000, which turned to 8 to 10, to a sellout. Um, you can really see Triple H's influence in the shows because he's a student of the game. Um, pardon the pun. He, he, he sat under Dusty Rose's learning tree um, while at NXT, and he's really carrying over a lot of really good storytelling simple principles and he's letting he's letting the guys be them it, it's he's not trying to reinvent the wheel um if the just show just feels fresh it seems fresh the presentation is good and respect is another instance of that being there the finals through the semifinals and finals of the dusty classic tyler breeze and apollo cruz the debut of Oscar 
and then the Iron Woman match, I mean, you really can't ask for much more out of a two-hour special. They just, they delivered, and they always deliver. NXT used to be the best-kept secret, and now the secret's out. And they're super hot. And I, I want more and more and more all the time. Tim, I've got to agree with you here. Um, like you said, it's a two-hour show. They put six matches on in two hours, and one of the matches was a 30-minute Iron Woman match. Um, so they do a really, really good job timing things out. Uh, the only match, most matches were close to 10 minutes. The only one falling short was the Oscar debut match against Dana Brooke, who was greatly improved. And I think you can look at, like you said, Sarah Delray and, and uh, her impact on, on Dana Brooke to, to improve her a lot. Um, Tim, Tim, what did you see as the match of the night? Was it, was it the Iron Woman match? Without question. With, with it being the first match that the headline an NXT show very, very easily. That match could have also headlined the NXT Brooklyn show. Um, as I feel that that was the best match of the Brooklyn show too. But the influence of Sasha and Bailey going 30 minutes, the influence of them being, I think they're the first, there's probably a, a fan who will tell me differently, but I think they're the first two to go Iron Man, it's, well, definitely in the WWE uh, spectrum. But absolutely, what those two women did, they definitely pushed the bar and pushed the envelope forward for not only NXT and their women's division, but wrestling across the board. Yeah, they, they did a, a damn good job of, of doing it, too. Um... Beyond that match, Tim, and, and uh, I'd like to know what your opinion is, other than that match, and here's the deal with the Iron Woman match, just to let you know, I had incredibly high expectations for that match, so high so that I said going into the match, I doubt it will live up to what my expectations are because I thought it was hyped um, to a level we haven't seen a match, and, and rightfully so, the match blew my expectations away, and I've said it numerous times, I didn't get to say it on the show, but in private conversations, uh, Izzy, the little girl that sits on the corner, how influential her reactions were to that match had me so hooked mm-hmm. that at the end of the match, I swear to God, I teared up. It yes. was that good of a match. The story I was so hooked on, the seeing Izzy cry with the headband thing, and, and the fact that Sasha Banks went full heel. I mean, she didn't yes. care. To, to cause a child to cry in the front row, had me hook, line, and sinker. And, and it happened to Jim. I think we were talking maybe 12 minutes left in the, in, in the, in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 even if you were kind of getting iffy into the match, which I wasn't, would have brought anybody right back into the story that was being told. It, it, pulled, you, it pulled you right into the screen. It and, absolutely and it, and it did. Really, and it really said to you, you know, put your phone down, put your iPad down, put your computer down. You're watching this. You're a part of this. Do this right now, and, and I mean that's literally. I mean that's what I did. I mean when I when I was watching that, I was focused on nothing else, and it, it, it grabbed me. It held me, and it, yeah, at the end of the match, Ryan, I, I was right there with you. There is two matches in in, in my twenty five years of watching wrestling 
that I have ever teared up while while watching, whether it's at a finish or whatever. And and it was this one and the only other one, and it shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone who, who has listened to me and knows who my favorite wrestler and wrestling family of all time is. And it was when Bret Hart wrestled Chris Benoit. And, yes, we, we, we are okay saying that name. When Bret Hart wrestled Chris Benoit in the tribute match to Owen Hart when it was Bret's first time back at the uh, arena where Owen died. Those are the only two matches that I've ever teared up during. And so, I mean, this Iron, this Iron Woman match, and I said it last week, I, I think it was somewhere around like the, the, the 10th or 12th or something Iron Man match that WWE's ever done. To me, it is second only to the first one, the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12, which I personally put as my best match that I have ever seen uh, in professional wrestling. That is my number one match ever, and this match, in terms of Iron Man matches, is, is the second best. It's hard to disagree, Jim. Like I, I really can't disagree with you there. Um, it's just nice to know that I wasn't the only one emotionally attached to watching, uh, and, and I'm 32 years old, to watching a professional wrestling match. Um, now, I was tired. I just worked all day. Um, I caught it uh, on demand. That night, I still watched it that night, but uh, that I was the only one, uh, not the only one, um, really, really sucked into this Iron One match. Uh, Tim, other than that, the match that stuck out in my head, and this is probably the last thing I want to talk about with NXT, unless you have anything else you'd like to talk about, was the Baron Corbin, Rhino, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable match. Um, I thought that was the tag team match of the night. Um, not surprised that Rhino can still go. We've seen him uh, on the indie circuit around here a few times. Definitely still has a lot in the tank. Really, really impressed with Baron Corbin. Maybe tag wrestling is where his, his, he belongs. Um, we've oftentimes commented about him kind of getting blown up uh, and looking really out of shape um, or just breathing heavy after a five-minute match. Um, but some of the stuff he did with Chad Gable, um, setting up for the end of days and teasing it, I think, twice, um, as well, was just a really, really good match. Very impressed by Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, uh, impressed by how the crowd was behind him, and impressed really what they brought in the ring. Um, Tim, I just want to know your take on that match. Uh, was, am, I, am I, in your opinion, right in thinking that was probably the better of the three tag matches we saw all night? I would, I would, I would agree with you. Uh, the big takeaway I got out of all that is Chad Gable is a stud. He is a stud. Absolutely. Like, legitimate wrestling aficionado. He wrestled in, in college. Um, I believe he was on the national team. And, and don't get me wrong, Jason Jordan, absolutely great as well. I think they're a fantastic tandem. But Gable is... I, I'm not going to compare him to anyone because that's kind of setting the bar super high. And then when you do, and he doesn't live up to those standards, it's, it's weird. But he will definitely be a presence in the WWE now, especially seeing the landscape of WWE change over time because of the influx of the NXT athletes uh, into the WWE. Gable can fit right in 
Think of the matches Gable could have with Seth Rollins, with Dean Ambrose, with if if ever he gets healthy, you know, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. He he is Kurt Angle esque. That's the only thing I'll say. And it's easy to compare them because they're both wrestlers. But he just seems to get the sports entertainment aspect of it as well as the the athleticism aspect. And Baron Corbin, he's a stud too. It's only a matter of time before we're seeing him on Monday nights dropping people with the end of days. It's just a matter of time. And then I guess the other thing we were kind of torn at when we when we did our predictions uh, is the Apollo Crews-Tyler Breeze match. What does Tyler Breeze have to do to win a match on the TakeOver show, Tim? He, I don't think he ever needs to win. Tyler Breeze is going to be – I refer to him as a gatekeeper. Um, anyone who comes in and they need a really good match out of somebody to, to, have, to, to be good, you have Tyler Breeze. I mean, he, he did wonderfully with Jushin Liger. He, he wrestled Hideo Itami. Um, he was in the four-way for the NXT title at TakeOver with Zane, Neville, and uh, Tyson Kidd. The only time he's ever wanted to take over was his coming out party against C.J. Parker in the first takeover. And it says a lot about Tyler Breeze that he can continually be on the short end of the stick against, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, you know, newer models. Uh, but... Tyler Breeze is going to continue to shine. There's nothing, there's no one like Tyler Breeze. And there's a reason why he was almost called up uh, last WrestleMania season. Uh, There was the talks of him and Neville going up and it just being Neville. But Tyler Breeze is definitely, he he is a commodity in NXT. And he he is definitely a character that is Monday night worthy. That's a good way to put it. Do you see him coming up? I mean, he has a spot on the main roster. It's tough. I think the the main roster is so heavy right now. Um, depending on what the WWE does with SmackDown, um, when SmackDown. If, if and when any moves happen with SmackDown um, and they need to rebolster their image, um, I mean, Tyler Breeze, I'm completely cool with people who are in NXT that a lot of fans think are ready to come up to the main roster, um, staying in NXT, because if they come up to WWE and there's, like, I don't want I don't want talents to get rushed to the WWE or rushed to the main roster just because like, like just because when they come up I want I, I'd rather than stay in NXT until they can be utilized to their full potential like Kevin Owens like Neville like Bray Wyatt was like the Shield was even Big E like when Big E first came in. People forget Big E, Big e was the, the guy to take down Seth Rollins 
as the NXT champion. Big E, when he came in, House of Fire, they had something for him. They, he was Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. And now he's a part of the hottest tandem in professional wrestling right now. So I'm cool with Tyler Breeze staying in NXT as long as he needs to be, but it's, it's only a matter of time before uh, Raw or SmackDown becomes gorgeous. Now, you, you brought up about, you, you said that, you know, Tyler Breeze doesn't need to win on these things. We, we've had discussions, Ryan and I and Matt, in the past about how, how much do wins and losses matter? I mean, is it, because you know, I think there was a time where it absolutely mattered. And, you know, now sometimes I, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I mean, you can't go out and lose every match you're in. You can't go out and lose to guys that are much you know, well below your talent line. But, I mean, at some point, if Tyler Breeze, you know, even if you say he comes up to the main roster and he, you know, he, he begins working, but he loses on, you know, he wins his first pay-per-view match, but then he loses seven in a row. You know, we, we also often talk about how Bray Wyatt, whenever he gets in that big spot with John Cena and then with The Undertaker, he can't win the big one at WrestleMania. To me, that's bad. You know, to us, it's kind of been bad booking with, with Bray Wyatt. At what point, though, do, does do wins and losses do start to matter if they can't if they can't win the big one? I'm going to sound like a really big contrarian and, and kind of going back on anything I said. But wins and losses do matter. But by no means am I saying that would it would it help Tyler Breeze to win? Sure, it would. It, it would be really it would really great at least as a fan perspective to see Tyler Breeze pick up a couple of wins. Um, but you know, wins and losses always matter. There's still the athletic aspect, and the fan perspective is. Is key, you know. If you can have the, I mean, kind of the reason why Baron Corbin looks so strong is because he wins all the time, um, and he looks dominant when he does it. Um, I mean, there was a reason why the the audience in Full Sail University counted down, like they did countdowns for all of his matches, because it wasn't a matter of if, but just when he was going to hit the end of days and win. Um, so wins and losses do matter. Um, I think for Tyler Breeze's aspect, though, he doesn't look bad at anything. Like, right. you can you can equate it to Dolph Ziggler. Dolph doesn't necessarily have the best win-loss record. He, he It appears that he loses more than he wins. But when you see Dolph Ziggler, like when he came out on Monday night, and challenged challenged John Cena for the U.S. Open Challenge. Everybody was on the edge of their seat thinking Dolph was going to take that title. So wins and losses do matter, but it's it's when you get the wins and losses. Um, It's very interesting. It's a fine line, and there's a lot more smarter. There's a lot more people that are much smarter than me. that make decisions. So, of course, of course, I'm looking at it as a fan and not as anything else. I, I, I even though I do commentary for Excellence of Russian Wrestling, I still, keep, I still have my fan eyes. I still look at things in a fan perspective because I'm entertained by it. Um, 
and I don't want to over. I don't want to tend to overanalyze things. Um, and I like to take things at what they are. All right, very cool. Tim, we we got to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, can you hang on the line with us? We have just a couple more questions uh, to, to get to with you if uh, if you have the time. I've got all the time in the world. All right, man, just hang on the line, and we'll be right back with more with Tim Taylor on the other side of the break here, Three Count Thursday on NGSBSports.com. Are you looking for a better and healthier pick-me-up during your day or before your workout? Give Neon Energy Drink a try. Neon provides a boost but without that unwanted crash and is formulated with natural sugars from 24% fruit juice concentrate, over 100% of six essential recommended B vitamins, and caffeine that is produced by natural green tea extract. So get a better boost from Neon Energy Drink today. Go to saradonafrio.bodybybye.com and enter promo code 3941356 to place your order. This is Gigi from Tough Enough. Welcome back to Three Count Thursday. Yes, we are back three count Thursday, NGSCSports.com, Thursday, October 15th, 2015. We have been talking to the first hour, uh, Tim Taylor. He is the voice of excellence pro wrestling. We'll make sure that he uh, gets his uh, plugs for his social medias in before we let him go. But uh, let's get right back into it uh, here, Tim. We, we were talking about um, NXT, but, you know, over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, um, whether it's the whether it is all the product in the main roster or just the ratings themselves, we have seen them really kind of take a tumble. Um, what are your thoughts on the current main roster product in the WWE? And you know, once again this past week, the ratings for Raw, uh, you know, uh, as low as they've ever been. How do they fix it? In your opinion, how do they fix it, or do they need? to fix the product and just figure out how to get more people to, uh, to tune in. Uh, wait until January or February 5th-ish. I mean, Raw traditionally, Raw and wrestling traditionally struggles during football season. There's no, yeah. there, there's no denying that. Um, the product is fine. I, I personally like the product. Um, I like seeing Seth Rollins on top. Um, Ryan made mention that EC3 is what he thinks is the, the best heel in the business. And I, I'll I'll take the Pepsi challenge and I'll, I'll go Seth Rollins. Um, in ring, out of the ring, he is he's definitely worthy of being the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, am I going to say that everything is perfect? Um, no, but that's again looking at my eyes as a fan. Um, but I'm definitely interested in where things are going. I'm really looking forward to Helena Cell in two weeks um, to see where things are. I just it, it's football season. The raw ratings are are going to be are going to be down. Um, but also you have to look at the ratings as well. It's the ratings also don't show who is watching raw via Hulu, 
who is watching, watching Raw via DVR. Um, it, it's only those live numbers. So there's probably many more fans who are watching but just aren't watching on Monday night live at 8 to 11. I mean, three hours is a long time. Uh, some Some wrestling fans can be fatigued at a three-hour show every Monday. Um, personally, I'm not, and I think there's a lot of us that aren't, but also saying for the fans that that would would rather see Monday Night Football or would rather see Monday Night Raw, I mean, they might, they might sway towards football. Um, yeah, that, I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the product right now. Um, now, SmackDown is another issue, <laughs> but as far as Monday nights go, I'm I'm completely on board with Monday nights. I know that's something though that uh, we we talked quite a lot about. Uh, you know, the two hour show, the three hour show, um, and as a football fan, I don't have a problem sitting down and watching three hours of Monday Night Football. Um, if Raw, I mean, and Raw puts on, I mean, they can put on really good shows where the three hours just fly by. Um, and then there are some shows that are just really, really tough to, to stomach an entire three hours of where it's a ton of filler matches. Um, and they're not really moving storylines. And I get that we're not in WrestleMania season. We're past, you know, SummerSlam. Um, you know, like you said, come January, February, we're going to be ramping back up um, on the quote-unquote fast lane uh, towards WrestleMania. And, and, and the programming always gets better. Um are you a fan of what they're doing in their tag division right now? Yeah, I love the New Day. I okay. absolutely love the New Day. I've been a fan of the New Day before they even turned heel. Um, I'm a big fan of Kofi. I'm a big fan of Big E and Xavier Woods as well. Um, I mean, as I mentioned before the break, you know, the New Day is the hottest thing in in wrestling right now. Um I'm going to be really interested where things head once the Dudley boys, um, kind of the new car smell wears off of them and they fit back in with the fold. Um, There's still a lot of tag teams, the primetime players, the Ascension, the Lucha Dragons, um, There's a lot of tandems that uh, need to get back in the fold. And also, you have to remember, one of the hottest tag teams has been on the shelf for a while in the Usos. Um, With Jay being out on injury, um, it's only going to be a matter of time before the Usos are back and revitalizing the tag team division again. And then you also have to think as well, Tyson Kidd's out. Um, So there goes Cesaro and Kidd two of the the better tag teams that WWE had. With that said, the New Day is fantastic. I, I, I love the New Day. They can do no wrong. And there's a reason why they're on like three to four segments a night. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. It's probably the, one of the harder questions we've ever asked anybody. Um, okay. But uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, just released on newsstands the PWI 500. Uh, they rank the top 500 professional wrestlers uh, according to wins, losses, uh, popularity. I forget exactly what, what, what they use. 
Just picked it up the other day. It's on newsstands now. Pick it up. It's a fantastic read. Um, I challenge anybody that's listening, pick it up. I don't know, flip the page, I don't know, number three, 350, and, and then just read about some of these really, really good independent wrestlers that you may not be familiar with, um, you know, into the 400s, things like that. doesn't mean that they're bad wrestlers. It just means they're wrestling on independent scenes um, that you maybe have never heard of before and educate yourself and support independent wrestling. It's a fantastic read. Um, about halfway through the countdown myself. So, Tim, my question is this. Who would be your top five wrestlers? If you, you, you were working for PWI and we needed Tim Taylor's top five, what would that look oh, like? Man, that is tough. Because if you're I asking... warned you before we went on the air, we were going to have some hard questions for you. Okay, I'm cool with, I'm cool with that. Um, <laughs> right now... And I'm going to try to look at this objectively and not personal preference because there's a lot of guys, like you said, on the independent team. I can name five guys right now who I think are, are the absolute best. Um, but as far as all around with the influence and the importance and, and the notoriety, I mean, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Jay Lethal, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, and as a fifth, I'll go. It's a toss up between Kevin Owens and Cesaro. Um, so I, I can I can I can say. At least those five, in 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 that order: Rollins, Rollins, Styles, Lethal, Nakamura, Owens. Okay, well, that's solid. I know, I know, Seth Rollins was number one. And like yeah. an idiot, I forgot my. I I typed up the question, um, like an idiot. I I forgot my copy at my house. <laughs> Um, so I'm not able to even run down what they had. I'm trying to look it up frantically um, on my computer, and I, I just can't find it anywhere for right now. Uh, as soon as Jim will, Jim will get you the next question, uh, I'll keep frantically trying to find it, and I can run down what they had ranked as their top five. Because I think you have one or two um, of what they had on their list. Now, of course, Tim, you are the uh, voice of excellence for wrestling. Um, who... Is, who would you say is your favorite commenter, uh, commentator, past or present, and, and um, maybe even your your favorite commentary team? Because I think that's such a huge, huge thing. Is, is it's not only the, who the one guy is, but but who the who the partner, uh, the broadcasting partner is. So who would be your favorite commentator or commentator team? My favorite commentator of all time, it's, it's really easy. It's a gimme answer. It's, it's Jim Ross. Um, the stories he tells, uh, how he can invest himself into every match and make every match seem just as important as any other match on the card. Um, it, it's really a flag to follow uh, to, uh, to kind of aspire to be. I think anyone who does commentary, they, they and they take it seriously, 
they study and they listen to the greats. You know, they listen to, you know, Gordon Soley and they listen to Jim Ross and modern era. You listen to Joey Styles and as far as favorite commentary team, I'm really a fan of the Paul Heyman, Jim Ross tandem from WrestleMania 17 from during the Alliance angle. Uh, that's a really good tandem. Uh, Paul just completely knew how to push all of Jim's buttons, and it came across very well. Um, I'm also a fan of the three-man commentary team in WCW with Bobby Heenan, Tony Schiavone, and Dusty Rhodes. Um, Dusty on commentary for me is a, a highlight and a treat. Just the way he explained things, like anytime they're at Sturgis, he's the he's the only person to call a crowd a sea of heads. Um, so Dusty was just as imaginative in the ring as he was on commentary. So between those two tandems, I'd say Heyman Ross and Shivani Rhodes Heyman, uh, Shivani Rhodes Keenan as my uh, top two commentary tandems. So there's so many other good ones, like you know, JBL and Cole in their prime on SmackDown was really good. Cole and Taz on SmackDown was really good Um, during the 2000s with Paul Heyman running the show. uh, SmackDown in that era was just really great, too, so it's hard to to single out anything from that. Yeah, that might have been the last time SmackDown was actually enjoyable. And I hate to be that way, but... 2007, you know, when CM Punk was in the Straight Edge Society and totally Jeff Hardy. I wasn't watching much wrestling then, personally, myself. And, and I, I've gone back and I've right. watched it. The Straight Edge Society looked fantastic. So it was ignorance on my part. And I think, Jim, you, you said that as well. Yeah. We kind uh-huh. of missed that those late 2000s uh, SmackDowns just because we weren't as engaged in pro wrestling as we are uh, today. I think a lot of those are on the WWE Network now. I know that I think back, like going back at least the last the last five years, I think are on the network, and maybe earlier than that. But with Punk and Undertaker and Edge, the Edge and Vicky angles with uh, La Familia is really good. Um, yeah, if they're on the network, they're worth they're worth seeking out and watching. Okay, we'll definitely take a look at that. Uh, I did find the PWI uh, top five: the Seth Rollins, John Cena, AJ Styles, um, Roman Reigns, and Nakamura were your top five. Um, then rounding out the ten was Randy Orton, Jay Briscoe, Rusev, um, Alberto El Patron, which surprised me at nine. Um, actually, really surprised it's that high. And then Kevin Owens round out the top ten of the PWI top 500. Uh, so you had, you had Rollins and Styles, I think, in there. So um, I actually like your list a little bit better than their top five. Um, Kim, I've got, uh, I've got two more questions for you here. I'm going to kind of roll it all into one. You touched upon it earlier. 
Um, who was your favorite wrestler of all time? And the second question is, if you could book any match, I want you to fantasy book any match with any superstar, past or present. Um, you can have a past superstar, rest of the present superstar, two superstars in the past. What would that match be? Uh, any crazy stipulations, and, and why would you want that to be your match? It, this, is, this is such an easy question for me. I, I toss up back and forth. Um, the, the Undertaker for me is the best wrestler, or for me is my favorite wrestler of all time. And if I'm to fantasy book and I'm able to make anything happen, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, I want The Undertaker and Sting like every other wrestling fan ever. I want it. I want it before I die. That's all. I don't care. You want it before they die. I think I, no, before I die. If they're if you said past or present, so as long as I'm breathing, if they're alive or they're dead, that's my fantasy match. I want to see at some point Sting versus The Undertaker roll back the clock, ride your bodies like you like they're somebody else's. Give me, give me, and the entire wrestling fan base of the entire world, whoever watched wrestling during the Monday Night Wars. And give me the flag bearer of WCW versus the conscience of the WWE all day. Sting, taker. All right, man. Plain and simple. It, it's been a fantastic interview. We thank you for holding with us through the break. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Let them know once again about Excellence Pro Wrestling and, uh, and the final Excellence Pro Show. Uh, of the year coming up. Uh, let everybody know about that one, one more time. Absolutely. If you are available on the second Saturday of November, find your way out to the Forest Lodge in Sellersville, the House of Excellence, 2118 Old Bethlehem Pike in Sellersville, Pennsylvania, right near the uh, Q Martin Quaker Town. It is our final event of the 2015 campaign, 20% gratuity. Already signed, the undefeated team of Anthony Gangone and Mark Quinn, one night only, will be taking on the debuting tandem of Oberian and Kodama. The Batiri should be a fantastic matchup. Also signed, just announced, Halloween taking on Icarus, two people with championship pedigrees squaring off. Many more uh Names to be announced later. You can always find that at excellenceprofessionalwrestling.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at ExcellencePW, and like us on Facebook, searching for Excellence Professional Wrestling. As for me, I have a very public Twitter. You can follow me, at NotTheToolMan, and be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to follow all the episodes for Tap with Tim Taylor, another one coming out this Tuesday. Um, Gents, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Anytime you need somebody to fill some time, you know where to find me. I, I had a blast. Thank you so much, Gents. All right, man. Have a great night. We appreciate it, and we will definitely hold you to that offer because this was an absolute blast. Uh, have a good one and take care. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, awesome interview, man. Ryan, thanks for uh, thank you for uh, helping get that set up and and. A great one tonight. Again, next week on the show, the wrestler of the millennium, Louis G. Rich, will be joining us the following week. 
Uh, referee Larry Peace will be joining us on the show. And in three weeks, Shane Swerve Strickland will be joining us on the, sh- on the show. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of great interviews uh, coming up here on Three Count Thursday. So uh, we're, we are very excited about each and every one of them. Ryan, we, uh, you know, with, with a little bit less time, um, <clears throat> a little bit less time on the, uh, on the podcast, which is fine because I, I don't think it wasn't an overwhelmingly huge week of uh, news in professional wrestling. Let's go over a couple things on I Raw. I will say this. I thought this was a better Raw than we've gotten the past few weeks. I agree. Um, Nothing spectacular that came about it, but it just it held my attention a little bit more. Um, I thought they started really strong. I thought they started really strong this week. Um, you know, they, they came out. Ambrose came to the ring um, after we saw the the backstage with with Kane talking on the on the phone with Triple H. Actually, used a uh, like a conference call phone, so you could actually hear them on the other line, which is a little bit different than we've seen in the past. Usually. Just see him kind of talking on the cell phone. Oh, you're gonna, you're not gonna be here. Okay, okay, okay. So here we actually heard Triple H talking to Kane, Stephanie talking to Kane. Um, and Ambrose comes out, uh, and uh, the New Day interrupts him. You got, you got uh, Orton. Orton came out. So you had Orton and Ambrose take on the New Day. I thought it was a great opening segment. I thought the show started hot. Good, really good opening match, long opening match. Well, I think you got two or three commercial Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a long opening talking segment. You had a long opening match. I thought Raw, you know, we, we can roll our eyes when we hear, I hear voices in my head all we want, but um, this match was solid, man. It was, it was a, I thought, a great way to open the show. Yeah, I really enjoyed the show. Jim, I think you made a really good point. When you have the opening talking segment, as much as I love seeing like a Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman segment to start Raw to really grab the audience. They never parlay that right into a match. So to have the opening segment, people are tuning in anyway because it's the start of Raw. You want to see how it's starting to tune in, have a quick opening segment to roll right into a match. I think that's a good way to keep wrestling fans from flipping over to ESPN for your Monday Night Football flip over. Um, I know you're going to lose some people, obviously, like that. But uh, I enjoyed the opening segment, like you said. Um, I, I, the only comp or issues that anybody I think took with with it was that they kind of blowing the new day out right away. Um, something that most people are now really really enjoying the new day faction. They kind of took that and and and, and used it right away was, was the only issue that I saw people kind of complaining about with with this on Twitter. You know the new day as as the group the three group with, with the trombone and everything like that. Yeah, and I mean. You know, you don't want to start the show off with, with a, a Triple H monologue. People are going to bitch either way. Exactly. That's what it's going to um, right. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, you look at how many, how many Raws during the Attitude Era started with the corporation in the ring and Austin came out and interrupted him. Or came out and interrupted The Rock. Or right. The Rock Sunday interrupted Austin. Led to something later I mean, it, 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 was, it was the lather, rinse, repeat formula, and it worked. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to rating numbers. Um, just to argue if they, if they didn't, uh, you know, if it didn't. Um, you had, you know, Nikki take on Naomi, which it was it was better than I thought it was going to be, the match. 
Um, I, I like how they're 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 definitely they're acknowledging the we want Sasha chance. Like I even had Bray, dear Lord, you, they they gave Bray a mic. Why would they ever do that? But it actually worked. I feel bad for Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Um, but it, th- this time it actually worked because they acknowledged the, the, the we want Sasha chance, which tells me that they are going to be putting her into a prominent part of the story and that Team Bad is probably going to break up. Because the thing we've talked about is, you know, is that you you don't want this, you know, Team Bella versus Team PCB versus Team Bad anymore. So if they're starting to break these apart, that's a good thing. Correct. That's not very revolutionary to keep doing the same thing with these teams over and over and over and over again. However, my only concern, Big Jim, is we're talking about the main roster. Cesaro has a whole freaking Cesaro section, and he's wrestling superstars. Yeah. So whether or not they're acknowledging and they hear that we want Sasha Chance, are they going to give us what we want? I mean, there's obviously a level of make them really want it before we give it to them, and how long can we milk it? Much like they did with the Daniel Bryan, keep Daniel Bryan down, keep Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? And then they had that that aha moment, and it was great. And it made the moment Daniel Bryan finally went over that much more exciting as a fan. I just hope they they don't stunt this revolution because I don't think they're going to kill the revolution. I don't think they're going to kill the momentum that they have coming out of NXT, having Charlotte, um, and, and and I hate to even be this way, but Becky Lynch has she totally become irrelevant? Um, hey, I mean, was Paige kind of right when she dropped her little pipe bomb, uh, calling around and saying, like, you're the least relevant of, of the divas up there right now? And I, I know it's, uh, people aren't going to like hearing that. But is, it, is there a shred of truth to that? Not that it's her fault either. Yeah. I mean, Has I... Has she I, even wrestled a match? I, I don't remember when. Um, the, I think the last the last match I can remember her working, and unfortunately we don't have our stack guy Matt. He's off this week. When do I get a week off? I'm just not to, not to get completely off topic, uh, but uh, you had weeks off, Matt. Uh, I, it's been a while since I had. It has one. been. It has been. It's okay. That's all right. I'm sure I'll get one. We, I'll we get one it. in about a month when we have Thanksgiving. I'd, I hate to be this way because I had such a blast <laughs> doing it, but, but me and Matt took the Les Thatcher interview. That would have been did. it, I guess. Yeah, you guys and that did. was so much of an honor for me that it wasn't even, it wasn't even work. Not that this is work, because it's not. But hell, I would, I would take the Les Thatcher interview over and over and over again. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean the last, the last match I can remember off the top of my head, Becky Lynch having on Raw, was during the Beat the Clock Challenge. That's that's not a good obviously thing. joke matches right right like that's not a good thing, um, and I mean in a three hour show you think you could book them better you think you think you could book them all better because then later on you had another you had another divas match like and, and like I don't know if this is the you had Charlotte and Becky versus Bray and Alicia that tells you how I bad of a Lynch, match that was she wrestled she wrestled. Wow, I feel like an idiot. Uh, 
but here's the thing. That was during the third hour, which, which, if the, if the show would have ended at the end of hour two with the lumberjack match, I think we, this was a great raw. Hour three, it got progressively worse. Hour three really dipped off. I actually I liked the lumberjack match. Let me be honest with you, real quick, before we even get to that. Um, I was thinking, because everybody's read the rumor, Cena's taking time off. Mm-hmm. I was really thinking this was the time Dolph Ziggler was going to win. I really, really felt that. Yeah. You know, with, with him not being able to have the match last week, um, I, they were going to let him come out and, and, and go over clean. I, I was really feeling that. Um, I don't know when Cena's going to be written off. He's not, I don't, think, I don't think he's booked for the pay-per-view yet. I don't think he's booked in a match. They booked any matches? <laughs> they actually have. I mean, yeah, yeah. You have, I mean, I know you have obviously the, the Lesnar match, you have the Kane match, but outside there, of that, there's quite a few matches booked actually. Wow. Let me. Maybe let me I'm just blanking because like, I've been I've been on overload. You actually lot. are. I mean, and, and when I when I go over it with you, uh, they've announced Ambrose Orton versus the Wyatt family. That's on the freaking pre-show. Pre-show. On the pre-show. Uh, Brock I mean, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. I think it's not telling you Bray Wyatt anymore. Right. I guess, well, no, no, no. That's Luke Harper, Braun Strowman. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got Lesnar, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. That'll main event. Yeah. Uh, yep. You have Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt in a Hell in a Cell. Oh, I like that. That's been announced. I actually like that. Okay. You have Charlotte uh, versus Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship. The rematch, okay. You have Seth Rollins versus Kane. Um, is that the, in the hell of a cell? No, that is not. That is just for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's smart. Make, if, make, make your, your... You know that's not going to main event, though. It's not going to main event. It doesn't have to be in the hell of a cell. Take her, take her Brock's going to main event. This is, why, this is why I hate... I understand gimmick pay-per-views. Right. If, if, if Kane loses, corporate Kane will be fired from being the director of operations, which is a damn shame because actually, I like yeah, actually, the director I, I, of operations, Corny Kane. And they just released a freaking mug. I'm getting the mug. I gotta get the mug. One of these times they have like a, a good stupid twenty five percent off right sale or like you know, we gotta really pick up some more main event mustard too. Shout really out to JR. Layer and it's like I'll just throw the ten dollar mug on there. Yeah. And get mustard. You need more mustard. You need more mustard. And I, I need know. more Chipotle and ketchup. Chipotle ketchup. Chipotle ketchup. But dude sorry, not to get completely yeah. off there. Two more matches announced, I'm sorry. Um New Day versus the Dudley Boys and then Kevin Owens versus Ryback. They've announced seven matches already. And I don't wow. think anybody really knows about them. So, so far, six on the actual show, one on the pre-show. One on the pre-show. I don't know what else we can put on. Maybe but I'm going to tie match. it back around, right? We're coming we back around, folks. brought up the mustard and, the, and, the, and I brought up the ketchup. Mustard's good. Former Three Count Thursday uh, guest and LCW superstar, independent superstar, former WWE superstar, Nitsky, just tweeted out tonight as, I, as, as we, were, we were talking that he is going to be, if you follow him, at Big Gene Snitsky on Twitter, he is coming out with a It's Not My Fault hot sauce. I'm not even lying no. to you. Oh, it's so I am good. not even lying to you. I need to, uh, let, me, let me pull, oh, I'll pull it up. You actually, you, you, you quoted the tweet. I see that. You're, yeah. I quoted the tweet. Here it is. And I'm going to pull up Chase, the announcement. Chase jumped on there, too. He seems excited about it. Announcement. Snitsky's It's Not My Fault. Your mouth is on fire. Hot sauce coming soon. Uh, if you go to the real Snitsky on Instagram, you can see the picture of the logo. Uh, follow him again, the real Snitsky on Instagram uh, at Big Gene Snitsky on Twitter. If you go to at Three Count Thursday, you can see the announcement. I, I, I quoted it. Um, he's doing a lot of cool stuff with that uh, that pressure cooker we talked to him about. Um, oh, was that a 
was at a Target just the other day, uh, and they sell the pressure cooker at Target now. The power pressure cooker. XL. Yeah, the, the power pressure XL. They they sell it at Target awesome. on Target shelves. Now. Awesome. Speaking of Target, they also just released a pop figure, one of the little pop vinyl figures. Yes. It's a Target exclusive. Yes. The Nature Boy Ric Flair. Woo! Nature Boy Ric Flair. I think it's like eight ninety nine, something real cheap. That's um, worth it. Here's the deal. I can't start collecting this. What are these fucking pop things? I don't know what they are, but people I don't are understand them. them. Like an idiot, I suck. I I, I stuck it right. I oh, I almost did. I, I stopped myself. <laughs> you almost I dropped the F bomb. I dropped it in my cart like a schmuck, and ended up buying it anyway. Somebody, if you if you're like listening to, to this, tweet us at Three Count Thursday. What are these pop figures? What like, what are they? What what what? We're gonna what have to ask they? Caitlin from Legacy. I know she collects them. Okay, we'll, then we'll do that. If nobody else hits us up at Three Count Thursday, then then we'll do that. She knows about it. Um. But yeah, I, I I thought maybe Ziggler would get the win here. Or I, I think How do we get so off topic with that. Tina's taking. I don't know. We we, we get off topic all the time. Right. Um. I I think Tina. I know. I know they said he's going to work through hell in a cell. So that's it, what it was. Right. It surprised me. It doesn't surprise me yet. at the same time. So his match will also be on there. So it'll be it'll be seven matches on a three hour card, which is doable. Two hell in a cell matches. Yeah. So his his match would be the one that's added for the United States Championship. Yeah. So um, that's how we got off. Yeah, have the Dudley Boys in the Ascension, James Barrett versus Neville Cesaro. I mean, these aren't bad matches. Uh, Reigns versus Strowman. So I mean, uh, the, the the show had a had a good pace to it. You didn't have overdone stuff backstage, anything like that. Um, Ryback versus Rusev. Ryan, what do you what do you feel about them? I don't care about it. I don't care. Acknowledging either the, way. The I don't care either way. I mean, it, it seems stupid to 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 blend so poorly, kayfabe and real life, and then just smash it all together um, with with some array, just kind of being like meh. And then what you did with Rusev all that time with Vizlana, just kind of like eh. Like it just it just seemed weird to just slam the brakes on how many months of, of programming we were forced to watch with Rusev and Lana, right. uh, Summer Rae, and, and, and Ru- I'm sorry, with Ziggler and Lana, Summer Rae and Rusev, to just to just ruin it from a TMZ report. And I guess once the report's out, what could the WWE do about right. it? Right, I mean, you, you, you kind of had to steer into the skid. Right, exactly. I guess it is, is, the way, is the way I think about it. You have to just steer into the skid. Um, there's been some reports that uh, Vince was pretty pissed that uh, those reports that, that 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 information was leaked. And it, but I here I am. That. It's like here I am going. Vince, it's 2015. Right. Like, if you're, I mean, if you're on social media, you know, you know, like like you knew they were dating. Right. I mean, their their Instagram has been openly about it. Like pictures right. of of Rusev and, and, and Lana. Right. I mean, it it's. And this is where this is what I said last week with Matt, and and see what you think about it. After watching the NXT thing, I said, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for Vince McMahon. I what he has done for this business, for this industry, uh, can't can't be matched. The guy, I mean, we wouldn't be here t- having this podcast if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. I feel like you're about to join the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club, but. Nope, one lips away. <laughs> um, 
here's the thing, man. After watching NXT, after watching NXT take over respect last week, and then I don't, I don't want to be the guy that that's like, you know, Vince sucks and he hates the fans and he hates wrestling. All I'm saying is this: it's past and bust. Like every every great coach in sports, every great athlete in sports, every every great wrestler. At some point, you know, the, the time and age and all of that, it catches up to you and it passes you. And for Vince and Kevin Dunn, it, it, it is evident to me, and, I, I'm not, and it's not that I hate the product that's out there right now, but if, I, if you ask me, if I could only watch one wrestling product for even one calendar year, and you laid in front of me all of them. It would, the answer used to always be, and even a year ago, Ryan, would have been WWE. Would have been the main roster. Sure. To me, it's NXT. And, 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 and I don't think I can disagree with that, dude. Like, if I had to pick one. If I had to pick one, it's just not the WWE anymore. And to me, that 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 I but love. I struggle it. with like what what Ring of Honor does, and and then like PWG things like that. But I feel like NXT is at a point now where if they want anybody, they could just get. I mean, and proof is almost in the pudding with with James Storm. Yeah, in his debut. Yeah, I mean it. Hmm. It, it's just past the NXT end. would be it. You're right. You know, and and I I I don't mean any disrespect to Vince. I really don't. I'm not gonna want to be. I'm not gonna be one of these guys that that just takes these low ball shots at Vince because you know the ratings numbers and stuff are down. I'm not gonna do that. But what I am gonna do is say that I I think it is time, and maybe it's just you know maybe let him get through WrestleMania, and like like Tim said, and I agree. This is usually your downtime. The numbers are lower than ever, but this is usually your downtime anyway. You know, it, it's going to swing up after Royal Rumble, going into WrestleMania. Especially this year, they're going to have a lot of heavy hitters. And, you know, let let that be your, you know, let that be your send-off. You I, know, just, I just saw a guy, uh, Bailey, retweeted, or Bailey just tweeted out earlier today, I love wrestling. And he quoted Bailey's thing, and he says, well, Vince McMahon doesn't. I saw that, yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. I hate to be there. And I ain't trying to call anybody. I ain't going to give anybody Twitter here. Just shut the hell up. Yeah. You're just being a smart now. Right. No, you're being an asshole. Okay, right. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to ignore everything Vince McMahon has ever done, because he might be a bit past his time now, and say that Vince McMahon does not love professional wrestling. Yeah. I mean, there are things, other things that Vince, I think Vince McMahon loves money. Things like that. I mean, there are plenty Guilty. of things that Vince McMahon loves, but wrestling is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the people taking these shots, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Because here's the deal. Um, you like, having, you like re- having wrestling at your fingertips. You like having that WWE network for nine ninety nine. You like being able to, you know, wh- whether you truly love the product or not right now, you like being able to tune in on a Monday night. Guess what? That's Vince McMahon. You know, that, that's Vince McMahon. If it's not for Vince, 
you know, you're you're lucky if there's even a wrestling show once a month at a fire hall. Right. Truthfully, you know, because the the, the I, I don't know if they, if in 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 this world, if if the territories and all of that, if they just would have kept this old school mindset, if if pro wrestling would have survived without somebody putting it on the scale that Vince McMahon did. You can run Vince McMahon's name through the mud all you want, but you know what? You're full of crap. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the last hour, Ryan, we talked about it, kind of fell apart. You know, the Lumberjack match is what it was. Overall, let's look at the ratings numbers, man, because this, this tends to be the story. The oh, last there, there, was, there was one thing I wanted to run by you. Okay, go ahead. Um, and, and, and it's a hot topic. We've talked about it numerous times on, on the show. We watched a match, uh, and, and, and then the John Cena Open Challenge. We, we've oftentimes said they, they've been the match of the night on Raw. Uh-huh. It's a really, really good job with them. The past two weeks, we have seen the counterpart to the United States Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and, and your champion, Kevin Owens, take on Sin Cara and Kalisto. Yeah. Is, is there a problem here? I didn't think the match with Kalisto was bad. Not a bad um, match, but not on par with what we're getting with John Cena and his open challenges right. in the spotlight. And then it's like, well, here's your Intercontinental Champion and half of a tag team. And then the following week, because we're lazy booking him, here's the other half of the tag team. Like, that's the way it felt. And maybe I'm looking at the, like the small picture here. Um, I mean, it plays into, in my mind, it plays into Kevin Owens being a heel, just showing up for work, doing his job, does it for his family and leaves, doesn't really care who he fights. Um, so there's a part of that that I, I kind of get, but there's a part of it that feels really lazy to me as well. Have you noticed anything like that? Is it bothering just me? Or keep an eye out for it. Let's see what yeah, happens no, next week. I, I, and... I, I mean, he's had the title for a month. I know that you know they they did a lot with John Cena's right away, um, so they, they 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 need to do more. Not only for Kevin Owens, but for the Intercontinental Title. Um, you know, it, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep watching it. You know, we'll see. Sounds good. We'll see where it goes. I mean, we know we know he's getting Rye back at, at Hell in a Cell. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe it gets better after that. I think there's only so much you can do with, with Rye back. Again, no offense to him, but I, I, I just think that's the truth. Ratings number this week, Ryan, 3.52 in the first hour, 3.25 in the second hour, 3.08 Oosh, wow. in, the, uh, in the final hour. The the average rating three point two seven. The it is a new non holiday low. That's getting familiar, isn't it? The only episode of the show to have done worse than that since nineteen ninety seven was two thousand twelve Christmas Eve. That show did three point one four million. Oh God. Um and it was Christmas Eve. That's not oh dude. Um now again this week you had the NFL football, you had baseball playoffs. Um, you know, and the baseball playoffs are hot. There's a lot of new teams in the baseball playoffs. So, you know, it's... How it, about them Cubbies? about them Cubbies? Ryan... Back to the future, man. They predicted it. You, do you know that the Cubs are now the favorite to win the World Series? Are they really? Did you... What the hell world are we living in? Man. The Chicago Cubs are the favorites to win the World Series. You should put money on the Cubbies at the beginning of the season. I've heard that line before, too, right? 
Um, what were we thinking? Yeah, it, it, it's pretty... That's, that's, that's rough for, for those ratings, man. You know, next week... I, it, next week, they have to be better. I mean, they, they have to be. They've only been promoting it for two months now. Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Ric Flair. Who's the fourth? Therefore, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think I, that was the, that was. The I big. think everybody read into it. Everybody I, read into. I heard an announcement that Austin was going to be there, whether it was there or just in, uh, for the show, or somebody said at one point in time that Stone Cold Steve Austin would be there. Um, and then the next breath, they had said Austin was doing the podcast with Brock Lesnar after Raw, but it made it sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin would, would be there at Raw. And here's the damn deal. It He's going to be there at Raw. It would not hurt ratings to queue up the breaking glass and send Stone Cold Steve Austin out to the ring to do whatever he wanted to do for five minutes. Like, don't sure. act like that would not kill the ratings. Like, Maybe it would they will. Them. But people, people saw that he was going to be in San Antonio and assumed there that somebody, somebody there, said he though, was going right? to be on Raw. The WWE never said he was going to be on Raw. Who's the other person? There was four. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. The Brock Undertaker. Le- and Brock Lesnar was the other. And Lesnar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lesnar's the fourth. And then, of course, you have this Stone Cold podcast with Lesnar after Raw. So Monday's going to be big. The numbers are going to go up Monday. Um, I mean, Raw is, is still outperforming SmackDown and NXT. Um, on the uh, obviously NXT's on the network, um, but again, you know, Tim brought it up, I brought it up. You know, how, how do they? You know, and maybe this is a question I need to to dig in a little bit deeper. Is how do they determine how many people are watching on DVR? How many people are watching on Hulu Plus? How many people are illegally streaming it? You know, it, because I mean, live sports. The numbers are, 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 I mean, NFL, it's like record numbers every week. But my question is, Ryan, like like weekly episodic TV, like sitcoms or uh, like dramas, like Chicago Fire, Chicago, Chicago PD, they're popular shows, but are the ratings for those shows going up or are, are pe- more people absorbing them on Hulu? Like I know a lot of people that I work with that don't have don't have like any sort of regular cable. They use Hulu Plus. They use um, like they, they, they use it like they, they they watch most of their TV from Netflix and Hulu Plus. And then they then they have like a, an over the air antenna to get like your local like the local stuff. Like I just think that's like that's kind of the way it is. Like I know a lot of people are cutting the cord. A lot of people are absorbing their television product in a much different way. I think that's the way. That's kind of the wave of the future. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I, I, maybe I need to do a little bit more research here and just and see, you know, how it compares, how other ep, like weekly episodic, not live sports, like you know, the WWE is not going to compare and not going to compete with the NFL. It's not right. going to happen, right? But how are they comparing versus the Big Bang Theory? How are they comparing versus? You know, grandfathers. How are they competing versus Family Guy? That, that's what I'd like to know. And how are Family Guy's numbers been in recent years? How are you know? How are these other shows performing year to year to year? Are their numbers dropping? 
yeah, dude, you got a you got a point. We got to figure out a way to, to to add those numbers in. I mean, and, but here's the deal: WWE and look at the Attitude Era, and 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 the numbers that they were pulling in. They were putting on must-watch TV, though. Like it is hard to look back, and if we had. Ryan, I've watched some of those DVR and stuff like Attitude that. Attitude Era Rawls on the network. I'm not saying they were great. There wasn't always must be. I'm, I'm just saying that it was. It was. I want to put this. It was water cooler conversation the next day. Sure. That you you had to watch. But you also had to watch night. Good or not. Right. I mean, I know I, I wore out the previous channel button on my remote controls. Yep. Back then, like, and it wasn't good for tube TV. So I think keep flipping back and forth. Like, I, I'm sure it wasn't. We're not dealing with with LCD or LEDs and, and the TVs that we have today. No wonder all of our TVs blew. Up. Right, right. The previous what the hell are you damn kids doing to these things? Flip, flip, flip. Leave a channel on, Ryan. Flip, 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 flip. I can't. Right. Give me a second TV, Dad. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, it was must-watch TV, and the fact that in 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 the culture that we lived in at the time, wrestling was just so popular that it was water cooler conversation. You know, and, and to see just random people lift, like, the people's eyebrow, you know, and the people, everybody knew who The Rock was. Everybody knew who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Like, everybody knows who John Cena is, yeah, but outside of that, find another name that everybody knows right now. You know, and we also didn't have, like, you didn't also have DVR. Like, you had to watch it because you didn't want to be that guy at the water cooler Bingo. the next day. Who didn't where, know. Who didn't know. Where now, it's kind of become social protocol where if you're the guy talking about it at the at the water cooler the next day, you're the dickhead who's spoiling us because we didn't get we didn't get a chance to watch our DVR show yet. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's such a different world. Like I watch these are the only things I watch live. Ryan are sports and raw. That's pretty much it. Everything else, like, is DVR. Everything. Why? No commercials. I can do it whenever I want. Because guess what? If it, if it's Nice on you know on a summer evening at uh, you know I'm gonna go out and play golf or I'm gonna have a fire in my backyard you know or I'm gonna drink a beer on a patio with friends and you know I don't have to be home to watch Chicago Fire I don't have right. to be home to watch The Big Bang Theory I can DVR it and it's not gonna matter like I said it, it, if I, if you're the guy that always you make a good point maybe people. maybe the water cooler doesn't exist anymore. We have one at my work, I think. Like, maybe that's the idea. Like, if everybody, everybody does watch it when they want to watch it, now, and know. everybody has their own water bottle, right? I mean, everybody the whole... has a curry on their damn desk. As a culture, we're totally different. It's a completely different world. got a world. point. It's a completely... I'm not saying that these numbers are okay. And I'm not saying that, no, it, that we're it's not okay to put a bad program. Here's the two things that are hurting the WWE, and, 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 and it's no surprise. No, No head-to-head competition that really matters, and it's a three-hour show. Right. Right. If you had the head-to-head competition, it would, you know, that you, you could, you, you could have the three-hour show because they did at times, and it was okay. But three hours every week when you don't have, when you don't have to drive from the competition, the, the, those are the two biggest problems. Sure. No, you're right. Something that may help the WWE, Ryan, is this story that came out this week. It was actually breaking when I had my Tuesday timeout show here on NGSESports.com. Um, ESPN, Jonathan Coachman. How cool is it? The coach has done more for wrestling at ESPN than he ever did when he was in 
WWE. <laughs> Each week, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on SportsCenter, there is going to be a top moments in WWE segment on SportsCenter. Love it. Um, ESPN SportsCenter. And people go, and like, like there's, a, uh, there's allegedly an, an, an anchor at ABC News that said uh, WWE is not real, that he doesn't like it. He's old school SportsCenter. Ryan, you and I talked about this when we were prepping the show tonight. ESPN stands for, and not a lot of people know this. I actually had to look it up. I knew it, but I forgot it. Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Sounds to me like the WWE fits into that uh, fits into that name there. So the WWE is Sports Entertainment, mm-hmm. and the ESPN stands for Entertainment and Sports, sports Programming, Programming Network. The wrestling's fake. Right. It's entertainment, asshole. Um, Still real to me, Dan. In an article on Forbes, a great article, check it out. Um, the the article, uh, Alfred Kanua, who wrote the article, this is just a, a snippet from it, says, like any great partnership, ESPN and WWE's relationship has the potential to fill needs that these entities cannot fulfill on their own. With highlights on ESPN's flagship show, WWE becomes more mainstream, something it has not been since the Attitude Era of the late 90s. The underground stench of pro wrestling will slowly begin to dissipate, opening the door for more advertisers and sponsorship deals. You know what else it does, Ryan? More people. More people are going to have their eyes on the WWE. More people are going to go, oh, that looks pretty cool. You know, They might see, you know... Seth Rollins getting thrown over the top rope, landing on his damn feet and jumping back into the ring. That, right. That's a pretty cool moment. You know, there is. they might see Brock Lesnar tossing the big show, which you can say what you want about the big show, but anytime a guy can put a 500 pound man on his back and toss him like a beanbag chair, that's impressive. That's going to get people's attention. The, I, I see nothing. I see people complaining. I saw somebody say something on Twitter, like, Oh, ESPN's covering WWE. Uh, that's just uh, you know grasping at two entities that uh, are, are aren't any good anymore. So you can say whatever you want. Look at ESPN's ratings versus any other sports network. Blows them out of the water. You can look at you can say what you want about WWE. They're blowing all the other competition out of the water in terms of viewers and numbers and dollars. This is big for you to say, Jim, because you're you're ultimately I'm not, not an ESPN, ESPN guy. guy. I'm not an ESPN guy. I like Mike and Mike. Sure, um, I with them. I I, li- I actually like the, the Sunday night Sunday night at midnight Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. I like Scott Van Pelt. Um, otherwise, I'm not a big ESPN guy. I, I like because I think it's just, it's become almost too big. It, it be, but but they're kind of reforming things. They're kind of redoing Sports Center. They're kind of, which. You know, maybe I'll give it another chance, but for a while now, I've gotten my my, my sports and my recaps and everything from Twitter, from uh, you know different online entities, and from like Fox Sports One. But this is huge for the WWE. This is huge for ESPN. And I, I mean, it to me, it, it it's great. And to me, the fact that they're covering it once a week, when you get to bigger things like the Royal Rumble, like SummerSlam, like WrestleMania. You don't think they're going to feature it? You don't think they're going to? I mean, look how much Brock Lesnar was on, and look, you know, Seth, you know, Seth Rollins has been on the Daily Show in this. It, 
the, the world's changing, and that, that's another reason why it ties back to that Vince McMahon. It, it, it's just starting to pass him by because I think Triple H gets it. I think Stephanie gets it. I, I don't know that Vince does. I don't know that Vince does. I, I agree. I agree. Um, not sure. You're right. Yeah. Good good partnership, though. Yeah, absolutely. Smart business right there. Um, Ryan, a little bit, a little bit of a sad news uh, out of the NXT world. I think it's conflicting reports. I don't even want to say that it's definitely sad. If um, it's true, it's sad. I, if it's true, it's sad. And I, and I actually, um, the listener of the show, Chase, uh, he had actually seen uh, Leva Bates Blue Pants uh, at a show recently, and she somewhat kind of confirmed at least some of the rumors. Uh, there's rumors that Blue Pants is done in NXT. Uh, no plans on bringing her back anytime soon. That uh, you know she may have rubbed people in NXT the wrong way because of how over she was with the crowd. Wrestling Observer Dave Meltzer reports that she's done with WWE for the time being. Um, ruffled feathers because you know she's not down there every day. You know, putting in the work at the Performance Center. Uh, Chase uh, he did say. That I mean, there um, things that she was selling her own merchandise. I heard that. Yeah, like she's getting. She was know, running it like an indie show. Right. But if that's what her contract allows her to do. Right. And I mean, like, you know, she, she, she all she's doing is what any any other one of those women right. would do. Any any of those women would do that. Like they're out there getting work. But but Chase said he he saw her at a show uh, recently. Um, she, you know, she wasn't booked for Takeover. Uh, she said she, you know, he asked her, you know, if she's going to be on NXT. She said that they had no plans for her for a while. Um, that, that apparently there were people who were jealous backstage. So, so it sounds like, I mean, you know, you know, she's she's not shying away from it. At least some of the rumors are true. Um, whether or not she's done for sure or not, I don't know. Um, the last time I checked, her god awful shirt on the on the WWE shop is still twenty five dollars. Right. Um, I so, mean, here's the deal though: she wasn't booked for for Takeover. The Vaughn villains weren't booked for Takeover. Right. The last time we saw her was Brooklyn with a run in with the Vaughn villains. She's never really had very. But she wasn't with the Vaughn villains on last night's NXT. Show. Correct. Um, no. But then again, I mean, I mean they, they weren't taking on Blake and Murphy. But. Right, it was just a simple, I don't even know who they were taking on at the time. Sawyer Fulton, maybe? Something I don't even like remember that. who it was. But um, she's never really been in a meaningful feud. You know, she was, a, a, I don't even want to say a gimmick, but that's kind of what she was. You know, Leva Bates uh, or Blue Pants, it was just a gimmicky thing. And it's yeah. fun every once in a while. Here's the deal. Blue Pants comes out with da 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 Every single week, we get tired of it. She was, yeah, and she was never an NXT. Town. I mean, she was never like a full. And again, I don't know, but I don't. I assume she was never like a full WWE contract. She wasn't talent. She yeah, she didn't have a full time contract. Much like Rhino, I think is wrestling with them. Like, I don't. Uh, believe, I, don't know. I think he's showing up more. I he think he might actually more. be. I mean, I still actually, think he's taking indie bookings. Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But again, I, I heard Sami Zayn's taking the, uh, an indie booking with Evolve. I love you to see that. There was some I did, I did, around that. Well, he's not wrestling. He's making an appearance. Correct. Craig, I think Gabe, out of all. Gabe tweeted that out. Triple right. H also has lost, uh, you know, he's on some diet cleanse. He's lost 15 pounds. Maybe Triple H is going to wrestle out of all. Lucha. I know. I know he's, get, he's, getting, he's getting in shape for something. For something. Um, WrestleMania is coming Maybe out. the Rocket WrestleMania. Who knows? 
Um, Ryan, we're coming to the end of the hour. Not, not going to have time to talk about NXT this week um, or, or, or anything else. So let's just, uh, unless, you, unless you have anything else. Uh, Real quick, do you think Alberto Del Rio is going to come back? I've I read that they, they had talks, but I have a hard time believing. Um, now, unless the guy who he had the altercation with, unless, unless that guy's not there anymore, I have a hard time believing that. If he that guy there. says, look, it's okay, everybody had a hot head. I'm fine with it. Can yeah, if that guy apologizes to Alberto Del Rio, um, then maybe. Okay. Otherwise, I, I don't see it happening. What do you think? you think he's coming back? I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I think he has just as much chance. And I, I never thought Carlito was coming back. I, never I, I think it's either. kind of bogus for them to reach for Carlito, whatever level. he. I mean, he was an intercontinental champion at one time, but I thought that was way overreaching Yawn. for him to be like a number one, right, underwhelming as well in my book. Um, so if, if they want somebody of a, like a Latino descent, I think they have the Lucha Dragons that they should promote to a tag team with, with what they can do in the ring and what they did at NXT, promote them, give them the tag titles, and then kind of write that as your Latin talent, your high sure. Latin talent, and see what that will do for your company. Right. Feature the guys you have now. Right, right. Who lit and NXT had the on fire players. not even a year ago. Right, right. I mean, the guys are fun to watch. Yeah. You know, you kind of kill Sankara doing well, the Well, I'll say Kalisa is fun to watch. Sankara is... Sankara's not bad. Yeah. He's all right. All right. They work. Lucha Dragons they work. They work, right. But Kalisto, I think there's more potential Kalisto as a single guy. Yeah, if you make him a gay barber. Then it'll right. work. And he can wrestle um, Mighty, Mighty Mouse, right. Adrian Neville. Right. That's all you need. <laughs> Ryan, let them know about so, you, social media stuff, man, and then we're going to close it up here. You got it. You can find me it's at RYN Eagle. It's at RYN E A G L E. That's on the Twitter. You can follow our pages on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday. Twitter at Three Count Thursday. Also follow us on Instagram, uh, Three Count Thursday on there. Folks, it's always the number three, never the word three. So number three, Count Thursday on all of our social media sites. It'd be great. Woman of the Week, Matt, is doing a great job with that. Last week, we had Allie Parker. Jim, who's this week? Uh, Portugal's perfect athlete, Shauna. Shauna is our. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, um, great stuff. She's been very interactive with us on social media this week. Um, some absolute great, uh, great diva collages that Matt's been working on. And we know who next week is. You guys don't. You have to go. Three Count Thursday. It's on Instagram. Give us a follow there. Um, and see who our woman of the week is. Look, we post beautiful pictures of beautiful women wrestlers. What's there to lose? What is there to lose? Like, all you have to do is click that follow. You're having button. a bad day? All Open up Instagram. It. Bam, there, there it you is. Go. Your day's better. There it is. All right, man. You can follow our uh, sack guy, Matt. He will be back with us next week. Uh, you can follow him at the number three CTA Philly, P H I L O Y, and the number eight. At 3CT Affiliate. You can find me at Big Jim Sports. Again, find the show at 3 Count Thursday, Facebook.com slash 3 Count Thursday. You can also go to NGSCSports.com slash the number 3 dash count dash Thursday. Booster.com slash the number 3CT. Booster.com slash 3CT. Uh, buy a shirt, guys. Buy two shirts. Buy 10 shirts. There's not a limit on how many damn shirts you can buy. But there's a limit on the number of shirts that we have to hit 
and that is uh, that we at least have to hit 25 out of the 50 goals. So please go to there, booster.com slash 3CT, buy a shirt, tell your friends to buy a shirt. It's a great shirt, okay? Just buy it next year. Uh, NGSCSports.com, we never stop. Go to there, Spreaker and iHeartRadio, tune in radio app, search NGSC. You can also uh, check out all of the shows, all the written content at the homepage, NGSCSports.com. Dot com wrestling informant two four seven dot com. We're a proud partner of that. Some of the best wrestling podcasts on the web, guys. Us outside interference, wrestling informant radio, and much, much more. Again, podcast our show directly three count Thursday in your podcast. So we'll be back here next week. A loaded show. Lewis G. Rich joins us live. We preview an LCW. We preview and predicting Hell in a Cell. We'll be recapping the Go Home Raw. We'll recap everything you need to know. We'll cover all the news. I'm already scared to think how we're going to fit all of that into two hours, but we're going to find a way to do it. Join us next week, and until then, go for the pig. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.